opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And a pleasant good afternoon to each and every one of you. Good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this, live or on the podcast. Welcome to today's Apple presentation with Matthew Volbrake of the Tech Juggernaut. And friends, today we are going to be hearing about how to let your voice be heard with podcasts. Um, so what we're going to do as normal is um, Matt is going to talk to us and Cliff, his friend, his other team members should be joining us. Um, at some point when Matt opens the door for questions, you'll be able to raise your hand. It's right on the main webinar screen on your iPhone app. Of course, it's Alt-Y on the PC, uh, Option-Y on the Mac, and Star-9 on the phone. Once we tell you, give you the cue to raise your hands, I'll allow you to talk and unmute, and then you'll be able to ask Matt your question when he gives me the okay that he wants to let you do that. So without any further delays, Matt is going to speak. So, Matt? Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Uh, yes. Welcome, everybody, once again. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for this opportunity. As always, it's a joy to be with you today. Um, hope you all are having a great day. Praise God we are here, too. You know, there's a lot of podcasting platforms out there, and there's a lot of podcast uh, apps that we can listen to our favorite podcasts. Uh, for those who are not sure, if you want to just kind of review the language a little bit, uh, basically, a podcast is a, you know, what we might consider to be um, the digital version of a radio show, right? I mean, it is, you know, there, there can be video podcasts also, but most often you think of a podcast as audio. And um, the term podcast probably came originally from the iPod, which really pioneered it all in a lot of ways uh, when it comes to, to music and consumption of digital media. And, and so the podcast, um, you know, there, there are, oh my, there's got to be millions of them out there. Now, there are um, apps built into most of the pl- uh, platforms you're familiar with. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. And it does appear that uh, that, that trainer Cliff is here with us also. Uh, so if we want to check that out, he's probably just under the name Cliff with a K or else maybe trainer Cliff. But uh, if we want to check on him so he can unmute as well, that'd be great. Um, anyhow, there are uh, podcast apps for, you know, discovering, finding, subscribing to and listening to podcasts uh, on all of the major platforms. Apple has a fantastic one on um, iOS and iPad OS, as well as on tvOS, Mac OS, and of course on the HomePod. Uh, and it is known as the podcast app on um, most of those platforms. And, and just as I said, you can discover new podcasts, you can search for podcasts, you can um, kind of browse through the, the catalog, and then you can subscribe and you can download your favorite episodes for offline if you need to. When you subscribe to a podcast, of course, that means that uh, you'll you'll get notified when the latest podcast episode is or the next podcast episode is released. Uh, many, many companies and businesses and individuals uh, have podcasts on a variety of subjects. And so what we want to focus on today is what if you would like to create your own podcast? What are the kinds of things both from a technology standpoint and also uh, from general ideas and, and so forth, what are the things that you need to understand? And Matt, I'm sorry. There's a there's like two of you. There's another Matthew in here. Would that be Cliff? Because I'm not okay, seeing. Okay, then that 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 is Cliff. Oh. It looks like he's probably 
Yep. We're, All right, I'll promote him over to talk right now. I, I apologize for that. I didn't even. That's why no, I didn't see. No, that was my fault. I misled you there. That's All right, totally. I'll get you now, Cliff. Stand by. All right, go ahead. Okay. Keep going, Matt. All right. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, what I'd like to begin with is some general considerations because before we really can get into the the technology, the hardware, the software. Uh, that we need for this, uh, I think it's important to talk about the general concept of the podcast and what kinds of things to keep in mind. Now, if you're interested in creating a podcast, chances are you already have a topic in mind that you want to create a podcast about. Uh, I, it, it's it's probably pretty... That. Oh, there you are. How are you doing? I, I thought I was signed in under my account, but I keep forgetting. Well, I've renamed you, so nobody will get confused. We're good. Sorry about that, sir. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> okay. continue um, with uh, your work. So the... Um, you know, I, I think most people, if you if you're already considering creating a podcast, you probably have some idea of the uh, of the subject matter, or maybe it's for your business or what have you. Um, just to give you um, an example, I have actually two podcasts: uh, one for the technology business, the tech juggernaut, and we call that TTJ Talk, and the other one is a uh, Christian podcast called The Vessel. Now, Trainer Cliff also has a podcast. Uh, for his business and services and so forth called Stir It Up. Stir is spelled with a U. But in Cliff's case, he's kind of combined everything into one podcast. So if you listen to Stir It Up, you're going to get some tech. You're going to get some, you know, faith and family kind of stuff, Christian stuff. You're going to get sports. Uh, you know, he does sports talk, he even has a podcast now uh, on the recent uh, election circus, uh, if we want to call it that, um, which I'm very uh, interested to listen to. So, uh, you know, you can do anything that you want. I mean, sky's the limit. You know, you can create a podcast on any subject. And so it's not so much that we're going to talk to you about that, but we do want to stress that, you know, it's important to have an idea. And one of the things I do want to talk about, and we may revisit this throughout, uh, but one of the things I do want to talk about before we get into the more tangible stuff is I do want to talk about the idea of trying to be consistent. And what I mean by that is a listening audience tends to like to, and, and this is true with a viewing audience, you know, for YouTube and for bloggers, you know, people that follow, they like a, um, they like some kind of sense of what they can sort of wrap their mind around as normalcy, something they can come to look forward to and depend on. And so uh, there's a couple factors. One is trying to create episodes on a consistent basis. Now, I, I haven't always done that. As a matter of fact, I'm overdue on episodes. I uploaded a bunch there at the end of the summer, but I I have some more in the pipeline, but I just haven't done that. But that is an area that really is a good idea. Cliff's done a much better job of that than I have. And, and you know, if you can get to a place where you're uploading on a, a semi-regular basis, that's great. Uh, a, an actual regular basis is even better. And uh, best of all is to have a specific release schedule. You know, you say, um, I'm going to release a podcast every Thursday or, you know, whatever. Uh, if you don't, you know, that's okay. Um, but I'm telling you, it is it is something that people come to look forward to. And then the other part of the consistency aspect of things is trying to have a, a consistent format for your episodes. And that, again, is just something that people can kind of hang their hat on. It's something they can get used to. Um, in my case, my technology podcasts often start out with tech news segment uh, and then go into whatever else I'm going to be talking about, whether it's, you know, interviewing guests or doing a a product review or whatever, but, uh, you know, I typically start out. So it could be something as simple as that. 
um, and we're thinking broad scale right now. And then we're going to talk about how to incorporate all this. So we're thinking broad scale, you know, uh, do I want intro music? Is that intro music going to be the same every time or is it going to be something different? And where am I going to come up with that? So all these kinds of questions that you're asking yourself in general can help you to establish an idea in your mind. And that's really the key thing is to sort of have a, um, an idea of what your podcast is going to look like or maybe better say what it's going to sound like. Um, your mind so that when you start creating content, you already have an idea of where you're going with it. And some of the um, some of the other important details you're going to need when it comes time to submitting podcasts, of course, we're not to that point yet here, but uh, when it comes time to submit, you're going to need a, a, a show title, like a title for the overall podcast, and you're going to need to then be prepared to come up with episode titles as well. You're also going to need descriptions for both the, the, the show or the podcast and each um, episode as well. Now, one of the other things that you will be asked to provide is cover art. We're going to talk more about that later on today. But cover art is actually very important. I know it's an audio thing, and, and most of us here can't see probably or have limited sight, but it's actually very important. And your podcast will not be accepted on most platforms if you don't have cover art. So this is something, yes, it doesn't need to be the first thing you do, but you need to have a plan as to how you're going to get your cover art. Now, I'm going to tell you what I did on uh, at least one of the podcasts, maybe both, is a, a, a was a convenient option that I have, but it depends on what platform you're using. So it's not a bad idea to, to know ahead of time. And if you're a business, a company, uh, you know, even a home business, you might already have a logo. Uh, if not, it may be a matter of uh, getting some sighted help. Uh, Jump to mute there somehow. I don't know how that happened. Sorry. Um, there we go. We'll zoom gremlins again. Uh, anyway, uh, you may want to have some sighted assistance in designing a logo or, you know, uh, even a, a company to design it professionally. There are websites that do it at discounts. There are apps. If you've got uh, a family member a friend, a coworker, or maybe you yourself, you're, you know, you're really good with design and you've got an iPad, for example, there are some great apps. One of them is just aptly named Logo Maker. And these are powerful. You, you know, you can use something like Sketchbook Pro, um, uh, Procreate. There's a number of different apps that you can use to design uh, perhaps cover art. Uh, and then I'm going to tell you about another option uh, a little bit later on. So uh, again, that's, that's the first part is just sort of coming up with an overall plan that includes all of these things. And if you're taking notes, um, write this down. And if not, you'll be able to go back and listen later. But again, it's an overall idea of what the podcast is going to look like as far as um, the episode structure and so forth, what you're going um, to talk about. And I'm talking very, very broad scale right now. Now, some people are more compulsive. Some people are more organized than others. And there might be folks who have planned out, you know, an entire year's worth of episodes. I don't do that. I don't know. What about you, Cliff? Do you have episodes? I know you have a couple episodes, and so do I uh, in, in the pipeline, but you don't plan out every one of your episodes way ahead no, of time. No way. I mean, the no. only one that's actually, if it's planned per se, I have it on the schedule. If we, I have a because, you know, we record from all over the country. I got a couple of friends down in Georgia, New Orleans, and Florida that we do our sports talk coast to coast with. And it's on the calendar that we record every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Now, 
if there's not a whole lot going on or I just don't feel like it, then I'll text and be like, we're skipping this week. But it is on the schedule to be recorded every Wednesday. Now, whether it gets out by the end of the week or the beginning of next week is another story. But that's <laughs> right, that's right. what I recorded. So. Right, right. And similar to me, I have, you know, I have some things that are pretty much a, you know, a semi guarantee. I, I typically release a holiday gift guide podcast every right around this time of year. Actually, you can look for that by the beginning of next week because we want to get it out there in time for people to make their Black Friday shopping decisions. So that's going to be a podcast. And the other I, thing is, I mean, I'll have some ideas of what I want to do coming up. Like I got one coming up in hopefully sometime in January called, or well, the, the thesis of it's going to be Android versus iOS. Um, and, you know, you plan to do those, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Like, remember last year we started planning i started planning the the blind parenting podcast in october and i don't think we even got it up until around thanksgiving last year so you could plan for it but it doesn't always happen the way you want it to right right and yes exactly so when we say have an idea of the kinds of uh content you're going to create um we don't necessarily mean you have to have all your episodes planned but what we mean is uh you know, I mean, we know, uh, you know, I knew when I created TTJ Talk, it was going to be product reviews, it was going to be demonstrations and tutorials, it was going to be guest interviews, and it was going to be tech news. Like I knew those four, maybe five things, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I knew those basic components were going to be a part in some way of every, every eight, you know, major episode that I did and, and that I continue to do. So that, you know, and, and with the, the Vessel, the Christian podcast, you know, there will always be uh, a, a certain topic or maybe a guest interview. There'll be scriptures. There'll be prayer. You know, if you're doing a, a, a podcast that's maybe some kind of, a, you know, other. Uh, I mean, again, these could be anything. People do cooking podcasts, sports podcasts, you know, any kind of hobby thing or whatever you can think of. But just have an idea uh, so that it actually is meaningful. So it's got somewhere to go. And uh, again, if you're taking notes, the other parts we mentioned so far were that you want to come up with a show title for the whole overall podcast and a description, and you need to get working on that cover art. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about with recording, and then we'll talk about actually hosting, how you're going to get that podcast distributed to the world. But let's talk about recording first. Now, Trainer Cliff just mentioned that he's recording, you know, from all around the world. And we've got people all over the country that we've recorded with at different times for different reasons. And um, so, you know, naturally, we must assume then, uh, Trainer Cliff, that you've got, you know, about a, a $10,000 uh, soundproof recording studio in your basement with, uh, you know, uh, some kind of professional uh, mic and, and engineering equipment, right? Nah, <laughs> I wish I had ten thousand dollars right about now. <laughs> now no, my so, my studio slash office used to be in the basement, but now I'm upstairs in a different room that's vacant, and I took it over because I was tired of walking downstairs. But no, I mean, when we first started last summer, we started off using Anchor, and that allows remote 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 recording um, right. for up to six people, including the host. But then it got to the point where we wanted more people, so. Um, we started using backpack for our single, for our monologue ones, but again, we would have to record different segments with anchor because they only allowed at the time. I don't know what they allow now. Cause I don't use it no more, but we had to record different segments at different times because we, you know, had more people with panels and, and questions and answer time and, you know, things of that nature. So what we do now is, well, right now I use Zoom because it's paid for. But once Zoom is up, 
right? Then when we do our classes, we use WebEx. And in WebEx, we're allowed to have up to a thousand people. Now, I doubt that we're ever going to have that many because the most I've ever had on one of my podcasts is probably this past one with the election debate, which was 10. But um, Zoom and WebEx allows you to record and then go back later and grab it. And that does one of two things. One, it allows you to pinpoint your start to end point so you don't have to worry about trimming it in Anchor or in any other app. I mean, voice, over, uh, voice Memos does a great job of that, but I'd rather not. And two, it allows me to import it into, and Matt hasn't even talked about this, but I'm probably leading them right into it, but I'm able to import it into Backpack Studio, which is a $10 app, usually half off during the holidays. So if you're interested in, you can look for that. It's $10, and I'm telling you, it's worth every penny because you can import your own sounds. You can import media clips, and that's where I import my recording to so I can add sound effects in the background, background music, and you know things of that nature. I can trim stuff. I can chop segments up and 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 separate them with you know short clips of you know maybe um, one of my kids singing or you know Matt you know him and his mom have a song that I like to use in some of my background music sometimes that they sing together at the um, tech summit a couple of years ago. So there's a whole lot you can do with backpack and other things. I mean, it even has a uh the ability to str- to live stream, but it's only contingent to people who you give the link to. It's not broadcast broadcast publicly unless you pay a, a surmountable fee that I wasn't willing to pay based on what I was going to be doing with it. So I'll let Matt, you know, um, piggyback off of everything that I just said. But I, I think he pretty much does the same thing that I do. All right. So that, yeah, and, and that's a great overview. And, and we're going to talk, you know, about that whole workflow that he just mentioned in those different apps. But, you know, you can see that anybody can do this. Um, it does not require highly expensive. You know, the industry has really changed, right? It is even from when, I mean, I, I don't know how, you know, the, the age groups of, of different folks that are here, but I, you know, um, myself being, being 37, uh, you know, I, I've seen major changes in the industry. It's completely possible now, you know, I've got a book published, a couple books actually published on the, um, Apple bookstore. You have independent publishing. You don't have to wait for, you know, random house or one of these to, you know, to pick up your, your book, um, I've got several books on Apple Bookstore. Uh, when it comes to making music albums, you now can do your own home studio. And I even have a guy. You know, what's interesting about this is that some of your sound engineers tend to be very skeptical even to this day. And they'd say, no, it's just not the same. No, it's just not the same. But I have a guy who is a, a recording engineer who I've recorded with in his studio before um, in, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I've done actually several albums with him and he has a professional studio and he is a great, great sound en- engineer. He's fantastic. And, he, uh, you know, been professionally trained in it and everything. And I said to him one time, this is going back probably six or seven years ago now, maybe eight years ago. I said to him, Derek, I said, how much different now is your software and your setup than what a person could do at their home with a Mac and GarageBand? I didn't even get into an iPad back then because that wasn't really on the radar as a, you know, a professional, uh, recording tool. Now it is. But back then I said, you know, a Mac and garage, I said, how much different is what you have than what we could do at our own home? He said, honestly, it's not. He said, you can do everything that I do. If you have the know-how, he said, the, the only issue may be the microphone. Well, even that has changed because you can buy really high end professional quality microphones for very minimal cost. And honestly, for spoken audio, 
the built-in mics in your iPads, your iPhones, and your, did I say Macs? The built-in microphones. I don't know what I said. I was thinking I had Mac on the brain. Uh, the built-in microphones in your, in your Mac and your iPad and your iPhone are high-quality microphones, and they will do an excellent job. The iPad 8th generation and the iPad Air 3rd uh, and 4th generation have a dual microphone. Actually, so does the 7th. Uh, dual microphone, uh, stereo microphone you know, quality. The, uh, the iPad Pro actually has a five-microphone setup. Um, and and the, the latest, um, just to give you another example, the latest uh, 2020 uh, Apple Silicon MacBook Pro that was just released, Apple actually calls them studio-quality microphones. So it is, you know, it's entirely possible to do this stuff without even an extra mic. Now, I do have an extra mic. Uh, it's called the Snowball. It's made by a company called Blue. I'm also considering getting another microphone made by Shure uh, just because I, I'm going to test the Snowball first. I may not need the Shure, but that's because I'm doing an update to, I mentioned I have some books on the Apple bookstore. I, I'm doing an update to uh, one of those books and I'm going to possibly narrate the audio book myself. And if I do, those um, standards for audiobooks are very, very rigorous. And I need to make sure I have a microphone that meets their requirements. And I'm going to test the Snowball and see if it'll do it. The, the Snowball is only like a 60 or $70 microphone. The Shure that I'm looking at is like $150. Either way, you can see that's, that's very reasonable for a lot of people for what you're going to get out of it. But the only time, the only time that I ever used that Snowball in a podcast is when we were doing a, uh, when we were doing our very first tech summit, and we, you know, we're all together. We needed a, a, we needed to get a bunch of us in the recording, and and we were, you know, trying to use multiple devices and stuff. It just made sense to connect that snowball microphone. So it is. I use that more for vocal performance, like singing, than I do for spoken audio. Normally, the, uh, spoken audio I record directly from the built-in, you know, built-in mics on my iPhone and iPad, and they do a fantastic job. And what happens is um, you do decide that you want to get a microphone and use it with your iPad or iPhone. You either just need to get a microphone that is the lightning. If you've got, let's say, the you know any of the iPhones or most of the iPads, you need a lightning uh, connector. Or, um, of course, some of them are now USB-C. So you just make sure that your microphone has whatever the iPad or iPhone that you have uh, you know, is equipped with. And if it doesn't, you just get an adapter. You know, Apple sells all kinds of adapters. You have, um, I use the, the Snowball is just a regular USB microphone. Um, but we have the USB, um, the camera adapter, you know, which gives you USB to lightning, USB to USB-C. So there's all sorts of adapters. The other thing you do have, if you plan to do any kind of, you know, instrumentation or sound, you know, that you want to record live at the same time, you can get mixers. Uh, there's a lot of mixers that connect to an iPad or a Mac, which give you, let's say, multiple outs at the same time for several microphones. And you can certainly do that. But it's, again, not required uh, for the kind of thing that we're talking about. These podcasts, these built-in mics do an excellent job. They really are outstanding. And then, of course, to talk about an app, because when we record a podcast, chances are we're not just going to do a raw recording chances are we're going to do some degree of editing. Now, again, this gets down to personal preference, and I will be honest with you. I am not a person who likes to do a lot of editing, not because I think I'm so good that I don't need it or anything like that. First of all, I give all the glory to God for what I do anyway, so it's not me, but, but it's not, that's not the reason 
that I don't like to do a lot of editing. I don't like to do a lot of editing because I prefer the very unscripted, raw sound to things. It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm recording a professional music album, there's going to have to be some editing probably. And, and even that, I, I kind of like to keep it minimal. When I record this audio book, if I record it, you better believe there will have to be editing. If I make the tiniest mistake, I'm going to have to go back and correct that. A, because it's not appropriate in an audio book, and B, because the book will be rejected if I don't. So that is, you know, it depends on what you're doing. For these podcasts, the, the atmosphere that I like to create tends to be very, very unscripted and very, just very natural. There's parts of it that are scripted because of, again, just consistency, but very few. And so I'm not a big fan of a lot of serious editing. I, I think podcasts can, can sound over-edited at times if you do that. But you need the ability to be able to edit some things. You also need the ability to be able to combine segments. Because in your episode, you might have one portion that you record with a guest and you have another portion where you're doing like, you know, in my case, tech news or something. So you might not record all of these at the same time. So you need a way to, to work through that. And of course, the other thing that almost every good podcast has in it is some additional ambience. And by that, I mean, maybe a musical intro and outro, maybe some sound effect partway through. So you need a way to be able to do that. And of course, for us, we need a way to be able to do it with voiceover. So there are several apps and Cliff has mentioned them to you. And I'm going to go back over some of these again. And, and there's a couple that I use and, and he and I both use. Um, and so the first one that, um, that he mentioned was Anchor. I'm actually going to save Anchor for a little bit later for a very specific reason. Um, because Anchor is a... Um, Anchor is an app that does more than just recording. And, and like Cliff, I really don't use it for recording anymore. Uh, so I'm going to come back to Anchor. It is an important app in this process for us right now, uh, but it's not the one I'm going to start with. Um, I want to tell you that built into your devices, built into your Apple devices, you actually have a couple apps already that can the job that you do of recording. Uh, one is the Voice Memos app. Um, Cliff mentioned that. And and the Voice Memos app has gotten extremely powerful and extremely good with voiceover, um, including the editing, including replacing parts of it, trimming the beginning and the end, you know, and all of these things. Very, very accessible with voiceover. And I've done some extensive stuff in, in Voice Memos, and it's really powerful. You can also bring um, other audio into the Voice Memos app now. Now, you can't combine and do multi track recording. So if you wanted music, in combination with your talking, you'd either have to have it playing live or you'd, you know, you'd have to use a different app if you're going to try to overlay it into multiple tracks because Voice Memos was never designed to be that kind of app. But it is fantastic for audio recording. Um, the second app that you have right at your disposal built in is GarageBand. GarageBand is actually very powerful and very good with voiceover. Some of you may remember our demo of GarageBand uh, over the, I guess it was late summer or early fall, when we taught you how to create ringtone in GarageBand for iOS. Well, you can also use GarageBand for recording spoken audio, and you can layer your, um, you can do multi-track recording. So it is possible to bring in, let's say, a music track or something. The only reason I, I don't use it that often is because there are apps that are, I mean, now let me, re, let me rephrase that. Let me say that again. I use GarageBand. I love GarageBand. Um, the only reason I don't use it as the primary app for podcasting is what I meant to say. 
is because there are apps that are specifically targeted for podcasting. And they have certain features that just lend themselves to that purpose. GarageBand is a very, very high-end audio editing app. I mean, Apple could have charged a lot of money for GarageBand, but they didn't, praise God, but they could have. And so that is, you know, recording spoken audio is just one of the many functions that it offers, and that's fine. Uh, But there are apps like Backpack that are really designed for podcasters. So let's talk about Backpack Studio. This app is designed for recording, not so much editing. You can't do a whole lot of, uh, you know, editing in the middle of your audio or anything like that. It's not designed for that. But you can record spoken audio and it actually creates a, um, it, 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 it's, it's very much uh, a shout out to the old radio DJ carts. For those of you who know what that is, where you would put certain, uh, certain sound effect patches into a cart and those could be played then on the fly, you know. Well, you can do that digitally in Backpack Studio. And it actually comes with a few. Uh, You get laughter, applause, an air horn built right in. Um, And I think there might be, I can't remember if there's one more, but I've added several others. I've added some different music that I use. And so what these are is they're little on-screen pads and you can have really unlimited pages of them. Um, And when you want one, you just tap on it or with voiceover, you double tap. And it automatically plays that into the podcast. And so it's easy to record. And while you're recording, you say, okay, guys, we'll be right back with more. And then you're going to play your interlude music. Well, you literally just tap on or double tap on that interlude pad. And it it automatically plays it in real time and inserts it into the podcast. Be talking over top of it if you want to do that. It's really, really cool. And that is a great feature for uh, podcasting. Now, I'll talk about the workflow in a moment because there's some other important things to keep in mind when you're using an app like that, like Backpack. But um, I just wanted to at least share with you right off the bat that that's an important um, feature, you know, and and again, you can get your sounds from anywhere. It comes with three or four of them. You can load your own in there um, from the Apple Music Library if you're a subscriber to Apple Music or just from your music library in general as well as bringing files in from your files app, like stored on iCloud Drive or Dropbox or something. So if you download a sound and you want to bring it into your your backpack studio, you know, to put in a pad, you certainly can do that. Now, I want to talk a little more about music and, and so on when it's used in podcasts. One of the most important things for you to keep in mind is that all music that you are offering in your podcast must be royalty free. Um, If it isn't, you must have gotten express permission from the copyright holder. You know, if you want to really play a song on your podcast and it's not a royalty free song, you've got to contact the copyright holder. And there is a process for that. It's, you know, it's a bit elusive, but uh, a simple Google search will give you numerous articles on it. And there are actually companies like Easy Song Licensing that will do the work for you. You just pay them a fee, tell them the name and the artist, if you know, whatever information you know, and they will go out and do the heavy lifting um, to secure that license for you. But it can get more complex if you're trying to, you know, here's the thing. It's actually not as expensive as you'd think because I've done it for making albums, but it is more expensive for streaming in, t- at, in certain situations. You really just have to contact them 
and find out. And sometimes it's a, a simple matter of sending, you know, an email to a certain copyright holder, depending on what you're doing. You know, maybe if you said, I mean, I don't, you can't hold me to this. I can't speak for anybody, but just in theory, you know, maybe if you said to them, you know, well, I'm doing, um, you know, a, 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 some kind of a, a church service or I'm doing a COVID, uh, you know, relief uh, fundraiser or something. And so, you know, it's and, and maybe they'd let you use it for free. All right. That that has happened. It can happen. But on the other hand, they could say, you know, if you're saying I'm, I'm going to this is my business, I'm going to, um, you know, be selling my products. Then, then they may charge you, you know, for every listen or for every thousand listens or whatever it may be. The point is you've got to have, if it's not royalty free, you've got to have express permission, whatever that means, whatever the copyright holder wants. If you intend to use that song, you've got to go with it. And that is extremely important on a podcast because these podcasts, your plan is to have these hosted on all the major services, right? Apple podcasts and Google podcasts and, you know, overcast and all these different ones. Well, they will not your podcast live if they find out that it's got music in it that's not royalty free and they find out that you don't own the copyright or, or have permission to use it. So this is actually a very, very important step. Really want to make sure. Now, the good news is there's a lot of royalty free music out there um, that, you know, you can you can create your own. Um, Cliff can talk about that in a little bit, but uh, you can also find a ton of royalty free music with, a you know, again, um, a simple search on Apple Music or the iTunes store, or, or just a Google search. I mean, there's even things on YouTube, you know. And if they are royalty-free, you are okay to use them without any further action. And so, you know, that's a great benefit to find royalty-free versions of things. And, uh, you, you know, then you'll be able to just use that without any worry in your podcast. So anytime you want to insert music, which is really a nice thing to have in at least the introduction and the outro, as it's called, uh, of your podcast, podcast and and you know a lot of times again maybe between segments and so forth as well. Now, I do want to talk about Anchor and and I'm bringing it up now because Anchor has some of its own royalty-free music. I have mixed feelings. Some some of it in my opinion is really good and some of it is just okay. Uh, but that's just my opinion. Others may feel differently. But we keep talking about this app called Anchor, A N C H O R. What does this app even do? Well, here's the thing. Once you have recorded your podcast, you've got to have a way to distribute it. Now, podcasts are a little bit different than a lot of other things. If you wrote a book and you wanted to get that book on Apple Books, there is a direct means to do that in the Apple Pages app. As long as you have your account set up properly, your Apple ID has to, you have to um, add what's called iTunes Connect to it. That's a free thing. It's not paid unless you're an app developer. Then you have to be in the app development program. But, you know, music, books, stuff like that. Uh, there's no cost to doing that. And you can then submit that stuff directly to Apple. And what happens is they'll they'll um, have you upload it. You know, my book cover and the content of my book, I actually uploaded it to Apple and they host it and they distribute it. Or there are aggregators, um, companies like Smashwords and Lulu and BookBaby and, you know, others that will let you upload it to them and then they'll distribute it to a number of places like Apple, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all these different places. Okay. With podcasts, it's a little bit different. Podcast uh, sources like Apple Podcasts and um, Overcast and, uh, you know, Breaker and all these, they do not host podcasts, meaning they don't store your files. You cannot upload content to them. That's not how it works. You want them to have your podcast, you can submit. And if they approve it, which as long as you meet the requirements, they should, um, 
they will definitely, you know, it'll be part of their system, but you're not submitting the actual audio file to them. You are submitting what's known as a feed URL. Okay. It's like, you know, H, whatever the feed is. And what that feed means is this is a place that I can go to get access to every episode of the podcast. So maybe Cliff has, I don't know what his feed URL is, but you know, stiritup.com slash podcast or whatever. Okay. He didn't create it himself. The, the app I'm going to tell you about actually did, but you have to have a feed URL and you submit that to all these companies, Apple and, and, you know, Breaker and Overcast. And then what they do, you only have to submit it once. And if they approve your podcast, it becomes part of that podcast now. And anytime you upload a new episode, it's automatically then made available because Apple's servers and their software and Breaker's servers and software, they go out and grab that automatically every time. So you upload it to your feed and literally within a matter of seconds or a minute or so, you know, it's, it's live on all those different sources as well. So what that means then is you have to have a place to host your podcast. Now, some people do this with their own servers, create their own feed. That's becoming rare because most of us don't have our own servers sitting in the basement somewhere. Uh, so there are companies that do that. And if you have a professional website from like WordPress or uh, some of these others, Squarespace and so forth, um, they will host podcasts for you. And all you've got to do is uh, create a, you know, designate uh, one of your uh, pages as a podcast page, basically. And then that becomes your feed URL. And so it's that easy. But here's the problem with that. You're now responsible for contacting every single company where you want your podcast hosted. So I have to contact Apple and say, okay, here's my WordPress feed URL. And I have to contact Google and say, hey, here's my WordPress feed URL. And I have to contact Breaker and Radio Public and Spotify and all these companies and say, here is my feed URL. Wouldn't it be nice if there were a company that would do all of that for you? That's where Anchor comes in. When Anchor was created, it was designed to be a start to finish solution that allowed you to create your podcast from the ground up. And so it offers everything you need to create a podcast from soup to nuts. I mean, everything it's got, you can, you can record in it. As Cliff mentioned, you can do remote uh, recordings. You can add royalty-free music and sound effects and your podcast hosted on Anchor's serv servers. And Anchor even goes out and does the heavy lifting. So they submit all of those different companies, Apple, Spotify, Google, Radio Public, and all of them, they will go out and submit to them. Very minimal work for you to have to do. And it's free. It's completely free. Now, when it started out, there was a little bit of ad uh, revenue that was being generated. And that's how they were able to keep it free. Now, they were bought by Spotify. So they've got a lot of backing there. They've got a lot of backing. And so as you can probably imagine, they want your podcast on Spotify. Okay. That's, you know, number one, but they also will submit to all these other places, Apple, um, you know, Breaker, Radio Public. I think I looked the other day and there's eight or nine they will, you know, that they submit to certainly all the major ones you would think of. Um, and, and therefore your podcast can become available everywhere. Now, you know, as the old saying goes, you get what you pay for. And this is why Cliff and I don't always use the built-in features of Anchor because they are somewhat limited. The recording quality actually has been improved since Spotify took it over. They, it used to be a rather low um, recording quality and I, I you know, would occasionally use it for intros and stuff, but I didn't really like using it for the whole podcast. I, it seems to me that's been improved. 
the other limit I think is that, you, and again, I haven't used it in a while now, but I think that there's eight, um, a maximum of eight people in the uh, remote recording. And I think, you know, some, there's just other little limits in other places. So here's the workflow that I typically do. <clears throat> I record my segment. And for me, a segment generally is based upon what um, just logically makes sense. Most of my podcasts are right around an hour in length, give or take a little bit. Some are far shorter and a couple have been even a little bit longer, but generally they are, you know, the, the average 45 minutes to an hour. But the segment um, breakups are based upon what makes logical sense. Maybe an intro segment, the tech news segment, maybe another segment on a product, maybe a guest interview, and then finally an outro. That's five segments right there. And then sometimes there's a little bit more than that. So I record those individually and I record them in whatever method seems to make sense, whether it's backpack or voice memos or GarageBand, typically backpack and voice memos are the two places I do most of my podcasts recording. Now, when I do this, uh, a lot of times I use my AirPods so that if I need to hear voiceover talking, it's not going to be recorded in the podcast. I told you I'd go over some of that workflow stuff with you. So, you know, that's an important thing if you need to use voiceover a lot while you're recording is to have AirPods or some other form of, of headphones on so you're not um, being, you know, you're not recording your voiceover speech in the podcast because you want to be able to find your music pads that you've loaded in the backpack and sound effects and play them on the fly and stuff like that. So you need to, you know, have your AirPods ready or your Beats or your, you know, whatever you're using. I record each segment and I save it usually to files in iCloud Drive or I directly import it into Anchor. Because since Anchor is hosting and distributing, I need to ultimately get it into Anchor. And, and thankfully, Anchor has an import, you know, it supports file imports. So as long as an individual segment does not exceed two hours in length, it's very easy. If it does, then there's some workarounds, but basically easily bring it into um, Anchor and you've got everything saved there. And once I get everything saved there, I create a new episode and I start adding those segments that I've already recorded to the episode. Uh, again, I can record right into the episode in Anchor if I want to. So if I forgot something, I can certainly do that. And I also put little music transitions in between sometimes. And some of those come from Anchor. If they do, that's going to be their own segment, you know. But you get everything recorded in there, everything loaded into your episode the way that you want it. And then you can finally publish it. And when you publish it, it goes live. Again, you just need an episode title. You need a description and you can easily, um, within a matter of just a few minutes, get it published once you've done all the, all the other editing. But that editing, you know, you're going to do that in, again, in backpack or voice memos or garage, you know, someplace that whatever you need to do to, to, to get everything ready. And then it's just a matter of combining it, anchor, putting things in the right order. You create a new episode to bring audio into that episode. So I'm going to go out and grab uh, from my library, the um, intro segment, you know, and then I'm going to grab this interlude and then I'm going to grab the tech news segment, you know, put everything in there. I can preview it. I can listen to it. You know, if I need to, I can make changes to it. And then it's, uh, you know, it's ready to go. And, and that's how you go from kind of start to finish and get everything live for the world to listen to. Again, if we are using, if we're doing uh, group, you know, or guest interviews, uh, Cliff and I have done a lot of combined recordings. We do use WebEx or Zoom for that. And then again, those recordings can just be downloaded, saved, and imported directly into Anchor. Um, so it becomes a really, really familiar process. And 
you know, perhaps best of all, it can be done with voiceover. So yeah, you know, praise God, we've got sighted family and they're willing to help, but it's nice to know we can do all of this independently. And we do, you know, Cliff and I have both recorded basically all of our uh, podcast episodes um, that way. And so um, Cliff, is there anything uh, that you want to add before we, before we take some questions? I'm sorry, did you say something? Yeah, I say, is there anything you want to add before we take some questions? Oh, no, no. I mean, you, we pretty much covered it. Um, I just want to tell um, when you say edit, uh, you don't edit. I really don't edit either. No, I may add background music. I may add sound effects. But as for the recording, it, as you will see in that one that you're going to listen to, I didn't edit anything. <laughs> out. So, yeah, I, I like the I like the raw chat. And I mean, if there's something I need to cut out because it doesn't go along, because I always tell them my a podcast is a family show so somebody has a slip of the tongue or something like that then i'm gonna cut that out but other right. than that i i like to have the raw the stuff in there like it is and um one thing i will point out i don't know if you've tried it lately but i think i mentioned to you a couple weeks ago when you import your own music into anchor to have the background music it actually lowers the volume for you now because remember when you first did it, it it didn't do that it would keep it the same so you would have to maybe possibly uh, um, import it into GarageBand and lower the volume. But now, when you do it, it actually lowers the volume, so yeah. voices or the talking can be heard in the recording. So, yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a challenge before because if you didn't use the, the built-in music in Anchor, it wouldn't uh, sort of fade the audio right. Softer. But yeah, that's nice that they now uh, it does. So they've updated that. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I guess we can take some questions because I mean we have covered a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's take some questions. If anybody has questions specifically related to today's topic, uh, we'd love to hear. From yeah, we've you. got some. Um, again, if you want to ask a question, hit the raise hand button on your phone's main screen. Alt Y on the PC, Option Y on the Mac, Star 9 on the phone. When I call on you, you'll be given the OK to unmute and then you'll be able to unmute yourself. Uh, that's Alt A on the PC, uh, Star 6 on the phone and uh, Command Shift a on the Mac, and you can then unmute yourself, say your part, and then that'll be that. So let's go to the hands. Um, if, okay, Annie Davis, if you would please unmute yourself, and there you go. Hello, can you? Oh, you got some breakout, Hello. Annie. Uh, hi, can you hear me? Now we can. Yes, there you, there you are. go. Yeah. There you are. Okay, very good. Well, I have quite a few questions, but the one that first came to mind, as far as cover art, do you need to have something different each week or can you use the same picture? You know, I'm really glad you brought that up because I said I would come back to that and I forgot. To. So, yeah, the, the cover art that you need is for the overall podcast. You don't necessarily, you don't need separate episode art. You do need podcast art and you want to make sure that it complies like there are and i think anchor probably if i recall correctly provided links to that or you can just do a google search but you want to make sure that it complies with the requirements of the places where you expect to have your podcast made available in any of these things with books with podcasts with all that apple is by far the most stringent because they really really strive to have a high quality experience for everybody they literally have when you submit books to them, for example, they literally have somebody actually sitting down and reading your book before they approve it. It's not uh, for content. You know, they're not censoring it, but they want to, um, 
make sure that it functions the way it's supposed to. And so, you know, they're very, very thorough. So if you do a Google search for what Apple's requirements are for cover art, if you meet Apple's standards, you're going to meet everybody's. But it, you know, you, yes. Yeah, so you have to have um, art for the entire uh, podcast. Now, what I was going to tell you about that I didn't, and so I'm glad you brought this up, is that when I submitted, when I created the TTJ Talk podcast, I submit, I uploaded my logo for the tech juggernaut. I was wrong about Apple's requirements. I thought they were one thing. And when I went back and looked, they were something else. And so as soon as I uploaded my logo, I knew it didn't meet their requirements. And I waited, you know, three or four days. And just as you might expect, the podcast got accepted everywhere but Apple. And so I said, well, this needs, you know, I need to fix this right away. So what I did, rather than try to, you know, come up with something else or have somebody design something else, Anchor had these built-in kind of generic logos, you know, like just little scenes like water and different, you know, stuff like that, that definitely met the requirements. And I just picked one of those rather than try to worry about it at that point in time. I just, you know, switched the logo to that. And I mean, it was like almost instantly then accepted on Apple's platform as well. So if you are at a loss, you, you know, some of these apps can, can generate stuff for you that does meet the requirements. And is there a way you can make it so that it uploads every week or do you have to do it each time? Uh, You mean the art specifically? Yes. Um, No, you do not have to. It's, it's once you've done it once you're good to go unless you want to uh, change it at some point. And so it saves an anchor or wherever you. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So all of the, all of the, um, cause that's what you would consider like metadata basically, plus the art. So the, the cover art, that metadata, which is your, your show title, your show description, you know, for the overall podcast, all that stuff that is unchanged unless you see fit to change it. You know, if you had a, uh, you know, a, a show description that you needed to change for one reason or another, you could always do that. But otherwise that is permanently saved, even if you're not using like anchor or something, you know, the, the difference being that if you didn't, if you didn't use something like anchor, you'd have to manually provide that to each of the places. But still, once it's provided, it's done. You know, when you submit an episode, that's not part of it. You just the, the basic episode requirement is the the name, the description, and you can optionally put tags in it to make it easier to find if you want. You can um, usually customize like when it's released and stuff like that. But that's that's about it. So all that other stuff just stays there unless you need to change it. Thank you. Right, yep, thank, thank you. Thank you, Annie. Um, all right, next up on the list, we have uh, Kathy. Please unmute yourself. Kathy. Okay, hi. There Sorry. you are. Hi. <laughs> I'm using my uh, iPhone, and I don't use it a lot for Zoom, so I had to look for the darn unmute button. <laughs> anyway, so just a really quick question. Um, we all find um, that the Bluetooth, if you're using like an Air, AirPods or whatever, that the does the delay on the Bluetooth bother you all, or, or is it as bad as it? You know, I've read warnings. Don't you know? You can use them, but the delays are going to drive you a little nuts. That- not at all. Not not anymore. Um, not with Bluetooth four and five. The 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 delays are so minimal that uh, most of us as humans can't even notice them. Oh, that's really nice to know. Yeah, yeah. So it might be a you know, if you were using, um, if you were, and this is not you know kind of what we're talking about, but if you were using Bluetooth both for audio and MIDI, like in other words, let's say I'm using uh, uh, a built-in audio track 
uh, and I'm playing that over Bluetooth. And at the same time, I'm, you know, playing a keyboard, which is recording by Bluetooth and a Bluetooth microphone. Now, in all three of those now, there might become, you know, latency more than what you, you know, could have in a song where it really matters. But, you know, any one of them by itself is not going to cause uh, any latency that, that's worth noticing even. So like in Backpack um, Studios, if you're um, like talking over music that you're that you're, you know, I guess it's, it's coming from just your phone, not from any other source. Right. So you're saying even if you're talking over music or sounds like that using using Bluetooth headphones, that that's not going to be a problem. Not at all. No, no. Oh, that's that's great to know. And I've been thinking about having like two people with Bluetooth headphones <laughs> in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and that would that would still work. You think be okay? Yeah, I mean the the hardest thing there is going to be. I mean the the practical implementation of that is going to be restricted because you're not going to be able to. Um, you're not going to easily be able to route your audio to both places on one device. You know, you almost would have to do separate devices uh, unless you had a mixer or something where you could yeah. use more than one audio source at a time. Um, you know, but otherwise, if you're doing it remotely, that's not a problem at all. Remotely, like, right, like using, uh, like we mentioned, using uh, WebEx or Zoom or even the built in remote recording features oh. of Anchor, you know, where you can be, um, in different places and recording together. Of course, of course. Okay, well, thanks. That helps all a right. lot. Thank you. All right. We next have Alan. Alan, if you could unmute yourself, sir. There you are. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hi there. Uh, Great, great job, guys. Uh, I, I'm just curious for those of us who still use Windows computers. Let's let's say we're using a Windows computer and we've got our audio all lined out and recorded. Uh, does Anchor care what format it's in? Does it does it have to be an M4A format or can it be MP3 format? Uh, and do they do they support various cloud services uh, or does it have to be iCloud? Thanks. So I I believe. And maybe Cliff can help me out here. I believe that M4A and MP3 are both supported. Um, as far as what cloud services they support, if if you can access, if there's an, you know, if there's some sort of framework for accessing them, like if we are talking about Windows, for example, or or are you thinking about using Anchor on an Apple device but getting the audio from your Windows platform? I'm thinking about uh, having the having the audio on a Windows computer, but then accessing Anchor through like an iPhone through through okay. the iOS world. So. All right. So if what I would suggest in that situation, the easiest way for you now, I mean, there are simple workarounds, you know, like emailing it to yourself or flash drives and all that. But if you want to do a more consistent, uh, more 21st century approach here, um, what I would suggest is one of the two systems needs to have something installed on it to make it compatible with the other. So it's either going to be install iCloud for Windows on your Windows machine so that you can save your audio to iCloud Drive because it'll actually put iCloud Drive in the whatever Windows calls that file explorer thing or whatever. Now, you know, it'll right. it'll make right. that one of your drives or exactly. the alternative would be to use Microsoft OneDrive on your iOS device or Dropbox or something that's platform agnostic, you know, save the audio there. And yeah, as long as the, um, as long as the, uh, the iPhone has an API for accessing it, which it will in the files app, you know, as long as you have 
one of those major, you know, iCloud Drive, Google, Microsoft, P Cloud, any of those, Dropbox, then there should be no problem with importing that into Anchor. If worst case scenario, I'm wrong because I haven't actually tried bringing something from like Dropbox or something because I am, you know, primary. I always use Apple. I use iCloud. But if, if any other app, that is true. If if I would happen to be wrong, then it, it would still be a matter of just copying it from whatever the other source is over to iCloud Drive and then, you know, importing it that way. But I don't even think that's going to be necessary because if, if you could open it, you know, here's another way you could do it. If you could, again, if you let's just say you went with the scenario of installing Microsoft OneDrive on your iPhone and then, you know, moving stuff on your PC to, to OneDrive. Well, worst case scenario, just open OneDrive in the app on your iPhone or in the Files app, open the audio and then choose share and say copy to Anchor because that Anchor definitely supports that direct import method. So uh, you shouldn't have any problem. It should be fairly straightforward to, to make that happen. Okay, great. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Okay. You have some more hands up. You have about just under a half an hour left. I don't know if you want to take maybe a couple more questions or demonstrate anything else, but you're just about under a half an hour left to go. So Okay, yeah, let, let's see what the questions are. I, I'm kind of probably, unless Cliff has anything else, I, I kind of think we covered most everything we, you know, we needed to cover. So we can kind of let the questions right, then, flow um, for right now unless, you know, if okay, we think well, of something, we'll, well then here's, interject it. Here's Robert White. Robert, if you're going to meet yourself, sir. Okay. You, uh, you actually mentioned some of my uh, questions in the last caller about the file formats. I'm curious as to uh, when the podcast is finally created, let's say by Anchor, what file format is it in and, and as a result? Is, 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 it a, uh, is it an Apple format or an MP3 format or what? Well, uh, you know, I will be honest with you. They don't show that to us. And I, I think most of the... I would say that most of the podcast um, platforms out there are using either M4A or MP3, if I had to guess. I, I think when I used to, I had a podcast one time a long time ago before I started using Anchor. Uh, and I think at that time we had to save them in either, I think we had to save them in MP3, if I remember correctly, because that was universally compatible with, you know, but I, I only at that point submitted to Apple. Anyway, and it was a very short-lived thing because then I, I, you know, uh, kind of changed plans, you know. But basically, um, yeah, that that is all done behind the scenes. Like as long as you bring supported audio into uh, Anchor, um, you know, you should be good to go then. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be an issue? Because it seems that people are always complaining about, oh, I'm on my PC and I'm using this particular uh, program to try to uh, access the podcast and it won't do it. Um, you know, I, I guess, I guess you're, I mean, you're probably right. I, I don't have a lot of, because, because what I do is pretty much exclusively with Apple. Uh, I really don't work with or support any other platform other than Apple. And so the vast majority of people in my family and my circle of friends and coworkers are also all Apple users. I do have some some friends who are uh, Android users, but for them, they can easily use Spotify or Google Podcast. I don't know how a Windows user listens to podcasts. Uh, do you use a? Um, is there a Spotify app, or is there a? You know what 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 does a Windows user? I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm using an iPhone also, so I don't know either. I was just uh, kind of You're playing just trying devil's to think advocate. About, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure. There, you know, there are, uh, as I say, if you were going with Anchor, there's eight or nine different ones that it submits to. So Apple, which, of course, Apple Podcast is the app there. Um, Spotify, which, you know, that has its own app for iOS and for Android um, and several others. So I guess the way you'd have to know that would be to find out what a Windows user is actually using. You know, what platform are they listening to it on and what um, if I, I'm sorry, one second. Okay, no, we're good. <laughs> uh, so that's what you'd have to find out, what, what the Windows users are using to access that platform, I guess. Because uh, that could potentially be an issue, but I've never seen any, um, any reference to that in you know, anything that I've done when I've uploaded. It's never been a question mark. It's never, but again, you know, the world that I kind of live and function in, you know, it's going to either be an, I mean, and, and here's the thing, if somebody's listening on their the only time that's going to be an issue is if somebody's listening on their computer because all the devices that are out there as far as smartphones now are, uh, there is no Windows phone anymore. You know, so it's either Apple or Android. I suppose Microsoft Surface tablets would be a potential issue there, but I, you know, I don't know. Okay, thank you very much. Yep, thank you. All right, Robert, thank you for that. Okay. Next up, we have a Beth. So, Beth, if you could unmute yourself, please. All right. Hi, guys. Thank you so much. Hi. Great, great presentation. Hey, um, I was wondering, I'm, I'm sure that the Anchor app for the iPhone is completely accessible, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so if you just want to do a very simple podcast, you could just record whatever you wanted to say. If you didn't want music or anything, you could just record whatever you wanted to say using the Memos app. And away you go. You can yes. just do everything using Anchor. That's correct. You don't okay. even have to record it in voice memos. You can record directly into Anchor. It has a directly in the there. Anchor. Yes. Yes. Cool. Okay. And my other thing, uh, I have a suggestion for you for another show for the ACB community. I would love to also have you do one on starting a blog, please. I actually think that may be on the schedule. Uh, we, cool. we are... We have, um, we're scheduled up through, um, I think the beginning of April, which is one year from when we started doing it. And at that point it's, you know, if, 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 if everybody wants us to continue and we're permitted to continue, we will, but yeah, we have scheduled up to at least that. And I'm fairly certain that's in, that's already on the schedule at some point. Oh, good. Cause that's also of great interest to me. Okay. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. All right. We have two more hands up. Um, and Deborah Kendrick. Hey. Uh, so Hi. I um I have a couple of questions. That's me. No, you're good. You're all set. We hear you. Okay. Um I didn't think I was doing that, but anyway. Um I I missed a a, a couple of things, had interruptions in my environment here. So if I'm asking something that you already said, I apologize in advance. But so the first thing was, I just want to clarify that I'm understanding this correctly. Anchor is the program that acts as sort of a bridge that submits your completed recording to Apple podcasts or wherever you want them to be fed. Is that right? Yeah, that, that is correct. Now to be completely clear, just, you know, because as you pointed out, you, you know, had some interruptions, may not have heard all that. Anchor really can be a start to finish solution. So you can record in Anchor, you can, you know, bring music in. Anchor has some of its own music, but okay. uh, there are certain limitations and certain reasons why both Cliff and I 
choose to do our primary recording elsewhere and then just import it. So for us, Anchor is primarily that bridge. And that, you know, that's not even to say that we always will stay with Anchor. I, I, you know, will be completely honest. I'm not always, I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but I'm not always a, I'm not always a huge fan of the way Spotify does things or some of the things they have to say about Apple, you know, but as of right now, Anchor is the, the simplest method for getting the podcast to as many sources as possible. Because if you didn't use something like Anchor, you'd have to submit to each one yourself. Okay. Okay. So, and when I saw your program, I should have realized because it's you that you were going to focus on doing this with an iPhone or an iPad. But what if, um, what if I wanted to record on a Windows PC on a laptop? Uh, I'm assuming that Anchor is an iPhone only. Well, Anchor, the app is um, iOS, and I don't know if there's an Android app, but there is a a web-based interface. It's anchor.fm. And now I have no idea whether it is accessible with Windows screen readers like JAWS or NVDA. I don't have a clue. I also don't know which web browsers it supports on Windows, but it is there. But it would be feasible, wouldn't it? Say if you made a recording on on a computer and then you put it in Dropbox or OneDrive or, you know, something, iCloud, whatever, and then you had Anchor on your phone, you could then yes. pull that recording in and submit it. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yep. I was telling another gentleman about that earlier and exactly okay. what you said. If you either install iCloud on your Windows machine or Dropbox or OneDrive on your iPhone, and then you, you know, just save things in the appropriate place and import them into Anchor. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm not an audio guru, so maybe this is a silly question, but I don't care. I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you lose <laughs> no, any, any quality by transferring a file in that manner? Would you lose any clarity? Uh, there's no, you should not lose any quality transferring it in that manner because okay. it's just digitally, you know, moving okay. it from one place to another. Yep. And then... Do you know, the other thing I missed was right at the beginning, you were talking about microphones. So I have a a USB microphone. Is there, if I wanted to do this on the phone, are are there USB to lightning adapters that I could? Yes, there are. So the, you know, the broad point there, the the thesis statement really in in what you missed was that honestly, the built-in microphones on the iPads and the iPhones are are very high quality and really all you need to do recordings. You really don't need an external mic. If if you want one, um, yes, th- there's a couple of ways you could go. You can get a USB. Um, if you're taught with the, the iPhone has a lightning port, so you would need Apple's uh, what they call USB three camera adapter. That gives you okay. a um, USB port and it also gives you a second lightning port in case Either A, you need to charge the phone at the same time, or B, if the device that you're using requires too much power to work without a, you know, a plug, like a powered USB, you know, um, so you get that adapter. And then there are also lightning specific microphones. Like uh, I, I mentioned that I'm looking at one right now from Sure. Uh, it's the Sure MV88. There's also the MV5, which is a little less expensive. The MV5 is $99. The MV88 is 150 basically, okay. 149 So that that actually is a lightning microphone then. So there are different options there as well. Okay, okay. And then finally, is Anchor spelled like a boat anchor or the company anchor? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's A-N-C-H-O-R. Okay, 
<laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep, no problem. Thank you. And just to remind anybody, if, if they've come in late or have to leave, if you do miss anything, we are going to be also podcasting this, so you can hear Matt's entire like you know presentation again, start to finish, in and out. If you once we put it up, which will probably be sometime in the weekend, early next week. So just if you <clears throat> don't, you also can go back and hear this again as well. So um, if you do come up with any other questions or anything you're not sure of, um, that's another option for you. Now we have um, Courtney. Oh, I know her. Courtney, unmute yourself, my friend. It is all yours. Hi, and thank you for taking my question. Um, Hi there. In, in Anchor, I have used that as you know, recording uh, a podcast and also importing podcasts or recordings. My question is, I, we're not able to edit in Anchor. Do you know a workaround with that other than doing it through another app? Because it's um, not accessible with voiceover. The editing is not. Well, what kind of editing are you referring to? Um, taking out, um, you know, just taking out some material. If there's you know, long pauses, um, you know, questions that were not appropriate or, you know, things like that. Just doing like, right. some, cutting some timestamps and all. Um, My phone. Uh, here we go. Okay. So, yeah, that is not. That's not something that really is uh, is is doable in uh, Anchor. I, I, you know, um, what I would do if it were me in that instance is to um, is to bring the audio into. Uh, I would probably bring it into voice memos because um, most of the audio you record from other places can actually be um, uh, imported into voice memos, and you can uh, you know you can trim. Um, in there now that that can become tricky if what you're trying to edit is in the middle of something because you can trim the beginning and the end so it's kind of you right. know um, but that's that's probably how I would do it and then you know there are apps again GarageBand supports that but because of how powerful GarageBand is there's a lot of other things on the screen so there's definitely a learning curve there um, right. there is an app called Ferrite uh, Recording Studio that is really designed to work with voiceover um, you know, and does support it's kind of exclusively audio editing that, you know, that's what it does. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so there are different ways to do that. Um, but yeah, that is not really something that's going to be supported in anchor itself. Okay. All right. And could you spell the ferrite just so I know what I'm looking for specifically? Uh, I can, I will have to pull it up myself because I am not sure. So give me just a moment. I, uh, I have to, it's on my iPad here. All right, While you're looking that up, um, through Backpack is you know editing in the middle of a recording a possibility through Backpack. Um, that's not really something that Backpack does either. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see, am I on the right page? Let's see, this page or the next. Here it is. That's how okay, Dora it's... the Explorer records her podcasts in Backpack. Backpack. Right. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it's F E R R. I-T-E. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Courtney. Um, all right. Nick, it's nice to get all these hands up. William. Yeah. Sir, if you can unmute yourself. William. We're currently on a close button. To click this button, press control, option, space. William. Hello. There you are. Hi. We can hear you. Uh, sorry about that. I'm using Zoom on my Mac for the first time. Um. I, uh, when I first started my podcast, I did use Anchor, and um, I just want to say to the previous um, caller, 
or um, person who spoke, there is kind of a workaround. Um, it's kind of a pain, but if you go into uh, segments um, when you're doing the episode on Anchor, you can kind of break them up and go through them individually and take it out that way. But it's a it's a uh, it's a huge pain, kind of. So, um, and Matt, I believe, what's the name of your podcast? Because I'd actually like to take a listen. Oh, um, it is. Oh, I have. Um two of them but the, the tech one is is ttj talk so tango tango juliet ttj talk and i also have uh the vessel which is a uh, christian podcast and then uh trainer cliff has a podcast which is stir it up but stir is spelled with a u okay because i just um yeah because i'd like to listen to the ttj one okay um, yeah uh yeah i use um fair right to do a lot all of my editing and then i just upload the stuff to anchor so um it actually those two apps really work out yeah so you're still using anchor for hosting also then but you, you're doing it's kind of like we are using something else to to record and then yeah, yeah. It's, called the, it's called the audio games buffet so and uh, oh i'll have to look that up then yeah so yeah no um so that was it i just had that suggestion and right. i just thank you yeah yeah all right thank you william all right next uh, um Okay, Alan has his hand up again. Um, no one else has their hand up, so Alan, go ahead. All right, we got more hands coming up. Alan? All right. Um, Alan, I don't know what happened there. We will try to um, try to allow him to talk, but it's not letting me. Uh, give me one second. Well, what, what there happened you are, Alan. Zoom, Zoom kicked me out probably at the exact same All right, same there, there you go. Okay, me, brother, so, yeah. cool. We got you now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was just going to comment to to something Robert said a minute ago when he was asking if you're in the Windows world and he was worried about what file formats. My assumption would be that if you've complied and uploaded your files into Anchor and and done all the stuff to make sure everything's dressed properly and in the right format, that whoever's listening to your stuff using a a bonafide Windows podcatcher program or whatever they're listening to in the Windows world, I would assume you don't have to worry about it being able to play the file formats because, I mean, if it's any kind of an accurate podcatcher program, it's it's going to be able to play anything that Apple's approved or or any of these other uh, services have approved uh, in terms of podcasts. So I, I I don't think you have to worry about the underlying file formats at the end of the day. So that, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I just wasn't sure how that was done on windows so thank you for sharing that all right um here we go we've we have beth who had her hand up again so beth go ahead okay um i was just wondering matt how popular and i know they haven't oh oops beth hang on one second um one second uh okay beth try again sorry about that um we a little issue on zoom you should be okay beth Okay, well, let's try this Yeah, again. sorry about that. No, we had a little Zoom um, issue there. You're good. Okay. Go ahead. That's all right. Uh, so my question, Matt, is I know that – I'm trying to get this thing to be quiet. <laughs> I know that podcasts have really increased in popularity over the last few years. How how would you say they are versus things like, um, oh, Facebook and Twitter? Are they as popular as the social networking hubs that we have? Thanks. Um so I wouldn't have actual empirical data to answer that question, although I don't I doubt it would be hard to find. But my suspicion is they all are pretty equally popular, maybe to some extent with different crowds. Uh, but there's a lot of people 
that listen to podcasts. Uh, and there's a lot of people that use those other sources. You know, YouTube is another big one. Uh, YouTube is huge. So yeah, I, you know, they're, they're all very popular. Absolutely. All right. We got one more hand up and about five minutes left. So just to give okay. you anything an here, uh, Abraham, you are allowed to speak, sir. Can you meet yourself? There you yeah, are. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey, Matt. Um, good presentation. Just two quick questions. Um, one, is there going to be a help session uh, tomorrow? And two, are you still running a um, YouTube contest for iPad 8 generation? Uh, yes, there is a help session tomorrow. And yes, that uh, is, is ongoing, the, the YouTube thing as well. Yes. Uh, when will that end? That's curious. Um, it, it was a, it was a subscriber goal. So whenever we reach that number of subscribers, then it will, it will end. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, your hands are all cleared and you just have, you, you literally have probably about four minutes, just under five minutes left and you've got all hands cleared at the moment. Okay. All right. Um, Cliff, is there anything else that you wanted to add to this? Um, I mean, no, I mean, we pretty much covered it unless, you know, Backpack had me and I forgot the guy's name, but he has a Gmail address and he really he, he replies pretty quickly and never you respond. But me and him chatted about a year or so ago when I first started and he claimed there was going to be some remote remote recording in, integrated into his um into his uh, into Backpack Studio. It hasn't come yet. Um, I suspect he ran into some roadblocks because of Apple's um uh, requirements, but um, I just love the quality. It, it, I mean, it, it, it blows Anchor out the water with the quality of sound that you get from Backpack Studio as it compares to Anchor. Anchor's has gotten better, but it still can't touch Backpacks. And so. Backpack also lets you, sh- like, if you get the add-on, you can actually stream to, so like, an internet station. So if you're broadcasting right. on a podcast, it would, I would think it'd be great if you gentlemen could do it. He may have already done it before I got involved with this, but maybe it'd be cool to see a demo of Backpack in action, how it works with voiceover, how you turn your music on and off so, like, your voice doesn't, if you want to mute your voice, I'd, I would love to see a Backpack demo if you guys ever thought about doing one. Oh, well, actually, man, I, I guess we got some uh, work to do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it was just a suggestion, a you know. It's a neat idea, definitely. All right. And yes, you are correct also that Backpack does have that purchase component where you can live stream. Uh, that is my least favorite thing about Backpack, however, because kind of a DIY solution, you got to, you know, find or pay for a server. Um, so I prefer something that has a built-in live streaming component like YouTube or uh, that. That's been one of our bigger challenges, to be honest with you finding a way that there's nothing really, really. Yeah, we, we wanted to live stream more than we've been able to, but right. You know, right. I haven't checked Periscope in a while. Cause we did use that in the oh, beginning. That was, but, yeah, that, I would just be interested as a backpack user, but I don't have like an extra microphone right now. And I would just love to see it in action, hear what you guys do with yeah. it, how you add cards. I would love to just hear a full demo of it. If you guys ever get a chance to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, well, we That's had two, a great idea. We got about two minutes left. Um, Kathy, if you could go ahead and uh, low and meet yourself, please. Um, I just wanted to say, not not that you shouldn't have more competition, but I know Jonathan Mosen did a nice piece about Backpack Studio probably a year or two ago, and since then Backpack has oh, well, it was called Boss Chuck back then. Yeah, but it's um, updated, and it would be good to see. It, he hasn't updated it, and yeah. it needs to be. I'm just saying that if somebody wants to to 
at least grab that and, and get a general idea of how things it's work. It's very that different now, though, Boss Job. It's different. It's a totally different setup with the adding. There's a lot. Of, it's very different. So, yeah, I would want to hear in down pads and everything. So. Up to date. Yeah, it's totally different. So Okay, maybe not. <laughs> well, no, it's a good idea, like for Boss, because I used to use Boss Chalk, but I th- I know that Backpacks added like the broadcasting, and I know people that oh, yeah. do it for so many different things. I, I I think it'd be really cool to see, and Backpacks the newer system now, and if they're going to add remote recording, that's pretty cool. Um, That'd be great. Yeah. All right, we got two minutes, so Abraham is probably going to be your last one. Go ahead, Abraham. Yeah, I just want to say that uh, the Jonathan Modin, um he did a um, podcast about the new updates on um, Backpack Studio. I think it was like four months ago, so it's not that old, so it might be a good resource um, to look at. All right. I guess he did do something for it, but uh, yeah, um, it would be cool to hear you guys do something just from an Apple perspective maybe as well. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone covers right. different things, and everyone has different priorities of what they're into, and, you know... Yeah. And interactive means we could actually open it up for questions. I think you just recorded that, so here live, you could have some little interactivity right, with Right, right. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, your hands yeah. are cleared. You're just about out, so if there's anything else you want to put in... All right, well, thank you uh, so much, everybody. Yeah, um, thank you all. Just give them our uh, contact info, and again, yep. uh, help session tomorrow. That's every other Saturday. Tomorrow's the 14th, so one after that will be on the 28th, and to get information on that, you go to Tango Tango Juliet, T-E-C-H dot net. That's ttjtech.net. And you can also get the rules, regulations, and the join link from stirredup.com. That's spelled with a U. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so those are your that's your contact info. Get uh, on those websites, subscribe to our blog so you never miss anything. And now that we've talked about podcasts, yeah, be sure to check out our podcast, TTJ Talk and Stir It Up and uh, also The Vessel. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, It's been a great afternoon. God bless you all, and uh, have a great weekend. Maybe we'll see some of you at tomorrow's help session. Take care, everybody.